0: So here we are, back on the Isle of Wight. Podcast number three with David Icke. We just had a fantastic little um, pub lunch with James and Joe overlooking the Isle of Wight coast. Absolutely beautiful around here. And if you haven't seen the other two podcasts that we've done with David, urge you to check them out in the True Crime podcast playlist. Don't know how he's done it, but since I read The Trigger... David's not just got the answer out, he's also got at the princess right now, Perceptions of a Renegade Mind. And this book has got the most beautiful art in the middle, energetic feels around people, chakras. And like I said about the trigger, David has been researching this material for decades. I discovered him. In the maximum security Madison Street Jail um, at the turn of the century, and the things that he has predicted, <laughs> it's here, it's here, and he was one of the very first to talk about Jimmy Savile. As you know, our Jimmy Savile documentary is coming out soon, and um, we have got many guests on the, commenting on on the Savile situation. There's more interest in Savile now than ever. So, today we're going to be talking about Savile, the royal family, including Savile's relationships with Charles and Mountbatten, the, the recent, you know, Mary, Meghan and, and Harry, uh, the Oprah interview, Princess Di versus the BBC and Bashir, developments in the Maxwell Epstein case since I last sp- spoke to David. And there's a few extra things here if we've got uh, um, the time to squeeze them in, but we'll see how it goes. So, thanks very much for coming back on, David. No problem. Um, I wasn't invited to the pub lunch, I know. (laughs) I have a cup of coffee and we start. (laughs) We thought we'd get here early and set everything up so we wouldn't waste your time. Oh, okay. You'll never waste my time with a pub lunch, (laughs) Refuses a spa hotel weekend break, but the pub lunch. (laughs) Right, next time we're going to get on that. What was that pub called we went to? White the white mouse,
1: or know it well. Yeah, the chips yeah. in that place. Yeah, well, it's um, it's in a beautiful
0: spot as well. I'm melting your mouth chips. <laughs> all right. So, since we last spoke, then let, let's let's start with Maxwell because it's it's so contemporary. So, we discussed the Epstein case, Prince Andrew's relationship, and you laid down the structure of how these networks operate. Now we've got the arrest of Maxwell. She's in. The jail in uh, New York. What do you think will happen to her? Do you think she'll take a plea bargain or it will go to trial? Do you think that the big names, Prince Andrew, we've seen you know, it come out about Bill Gates recently, um, Leon Black, who, who financed over 150 million to Epstein. Do you think all these big names will be protected? The Clintons and she'll be just boxed off somewhere?
1: Well, I think they'll do their best to do that. I mean, uh they obviously didn't want uh epstein to get into a courtroom where all these uh people that were abused by the ring um had their their day in court to describe what happened and some of the people that were there um but um you know there's there's many different strands of the story going um for instance it's been my contention now for a while that uh, we are looking at the the last era of the royal family i uh, you know if you if you go back into history royal families have served this what i call global cult very well not least because through them um massive centralization of power has been possible so you know you you have a, a monarch and the, the monarch says what happens and the, i mean that's the ultimate centralization of power and you had that for a long time um, and the royal family in britain has served the cult very well now, i mean it's it's up to its neck in the the pedophile and uh and satanic rings of uh, of, of britain um but what we're looking at, and I think this is, this is a background that's important in, the, in terms of what we're talking about, what is this Great Reset, which has been called many things over the, over the ages, um, well, over the period, like the new, new Order of the Ages, like Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, and now the Great Reset, Build Back Better, and all this stuff. And it's about a complete and utter realignment of um, the, uh, the, the global structure of control. And it's gonna go into technology and, and um, it, it's like no world we've ever seen before. So then you think, well, um, what is a fundamental part of what's going on, it is the complete transformation of Western society. Uh, that's what we're seeing now um, because of the, the COVID thing um, and, uh, and, and many other things like the, the, um, the increasing transformation of the, um, the population demographic, demographics in Europe and in America western society is fundamentally being uh transformed so then you look at um you look at the what what do they need to
2: bring down to bring an end to western society so if you were
1: if you were looking at a society which you wanted to transform you would first look at the dominant racial group, the one that, that, that is the, the foundation or has been anyway up to this point of, of Western society. And of course, it's the white race. If you wanted to bring down Asia, you wouldn't go for the white race, you'd go, you'd go for the Asian race, obviously, the, 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 the predominant racial, racial group. So number one, we've seen this blatant attack on um on on white people where and this is the key where you can um, say what you like about white people there is no political uh correct defense none say what you like any other group it's politically incorrect to say the same that you're saying about white people now this is becoming so blatantly obvious. In America, it's almost laughable with this white supremacy nonsense. And if if you're pushing back on this agenda in any way, then you are a white supremacist, even though you, you might not have a, 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 a racist um, cell in your body. So you see that happening, and then you 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 look at you look at the history of Western society, and because of the history and where it's come from. It's been uh, interlaced with the Christian religion. Uh, I, you know, I'm not a Christian. I don't follow a religion. But even so, if you look at the fabric of Western society, look at the fabric of British society, indeed, European society, American society, it's it's got the this uh, Christian religion going through it. So um, if you wanted to pull the the bricks out of Western society, then you would undermine Christianity. Like I say, even though I'm not a Christian, we have to be streetwise and look dispassionately at what's going on and why, rather than you know, come from our own point of view and bias. Um, and so, you look again, you can say what the hell you like about the Christian religion, anything goes, man. But any other religion, political correctness says that you are anti this, anti that, you're an is this and an is that if you, if you criticize it in any way. And why I'm talking about this is because I'm coming round to the royal family. If you look at um, the fabric, say, of, well, the Commonwealth, yes, uh, to a, a, a very large extent, but you look at the fabric of Britain, the whole of British society is built upon the monarchy and the crown. We don't have a government. We have, or a people's government, we certainly don't have that. We have Her Majesty's government. We don't have an opposition party. We have Her Majesty's most loyal opposition. Uh, And then we have Her Majesty's tax office, Her Majesty's everybody thing. Uh, Now, if you wanted to, totally transform british society and that's all part of this transformation of western society and you wanted to again pull the bricks out of the structure well you imagine what would happen to the structure of humans of british society if the royal family ceased to be what it is now everything everything would have to be completely redrawn because of the um the absolutely central part, the, the monarchy plays in the structure of the British establishment. And when I look at the, the, the royal family now, um, I, I see um, that Philip's gone. The queen is not going to be a, a around for a, 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 a great deal of time. That's pretty obvious. And then I look what's left when she's gone. What's left is Prince Charles, um, uh, you know, who um, is very unpopular, uh, pompous, pompous man. Then you've got the rest of them. You've got um, Prince William, who's, you know, he, he, he looks to me like he's had a charisma bypass. Um, then, <laughs> th- then, um, <laughs> th- then, then, where are you? You're into your your Edwards, you are um looking at uh, Prince Andrew, who if he had a brain cell it would die a loneliness. And <laughs> and then and then at the same time this is happening, right? You got exocets being fired across the Atlantic by uh, uh the the narcissist narcissist, um Meghan Markle, uh, who uh, you know What's kind of funny is the kind of inversion whereby um, you, you're you supposed to walk three steps behind uh, royalty or something, like Prince Philip behind the Queen. Uh, but now we've got Prince uh, Harry who walks uh, three steps behind his missus <laughs> from Suits or whatever show she was on. So, and and you've got this situation now where you, Mm. you, you look at the institution and you think, well, where's this going to go from here? And it's all happening in this same time that, um, that this great reset is being pushed, which is a, I mean, I can't express enough what a transformation of global society This that they are talking about. I mean, forget every structure you've ever seen because it's meant to go and be replaced by a completely different system. So you, you wonder if, um, you know, they might at some point hang um, Andrew out to dry because um, it would be part of this um, undermining of the monarchy. Now, the thing about this global cult is that um, – you can serve it, and if you serve it, you get enormous benefits. I mean, Bill Gates, I rest my case. But and again, th- this would apply to the, the whole Epstein situation as well. If you become not just surplus to requirements to this cult, but you become a uh, a potential danger to um what they don't want to come out, coming out, they'll cut you off, um, without a second thought, uh, and and you know they they're quite happy for you to to be destroyed. So you have to look at all these things um, when we're looking at the uh, the Epstein situation uh, and uh, all the double bluffs that go on. But uh, you know, on the face of it, you would say they would be looking for a way of keeping this out of court because they don't want these these uh women uh very brave uh women to and tenacious women it's been fantastic to watch um they don't want them um having their day day in court to um to 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 let all this out but like i say having said that um the rider is that you know they may want to take some of these people out because and 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 You know, again, there's so many ways to look at this. This Great Reset, ultimately, is a world that's not run by elected politicians. It's run by technocrats. It's run by bureaucrats. It's run by engineers. It's run by scientists, God help us. But but it's run by these people, technocrats like those in Silicon Valley, which effectively run the freaking world now anyway. so uh, as part of that process because the way this cult works it's it's running multiple programs at the same time where um politicians are, are serving the agenda but another part of the agenda is to so undermine politicians and so discredit them that people say well well yeah well getting rid of politicians and, and 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 all this stuff Well, that they couldn't be any worse than it is now you know so what we're looking at is something that's hap- it's operating on many different levels at the same time and uh discrediting politicians discrediting the whole electoral political system so that people become open to something else is all part of it so Uh, Again, we we have to also be open to the fact that they they may want to hang some of these people out to dry as part of that process of uh, completely undermining um, uh, people's, um, not just confidence, but uh, people's desire to any longer be ruled by the political system that we've been used to.
0: Yeah. Wow. Um, that's really resonates because so many people who've been protected for so long, all of a sudden, all these big names are starting to fall. I'm like, what is going on? I mean, chapter 16 of the answer made me laugh. The, t- the chapter title, why is Bill G. A psychopath? Yeah. And, um, all of a sudden he's falling. Prince Andrew, you know, Oh, the Queen's favorite son falling, falling, falling. What possessed Andrew to want to go to Prince Philip's funeral, promoting himself an admiral status and dressed in full admiral uniform? What is wrong with this guy? What is he's a prat. <laughs> I mean, this is the um
1: this is the thing you see. Th- these people are brought up in enormous privilege. And even from Uh, children um they have this sense of superiority uh they're they're able to order adults around and lackeys around um and they get this uh this feeling that they are untouchable and and you know uh, so that i think has been part apart from his dick um it's been part of the problem with Andrew is he's just got so over bloody confident that he can do what the hell he likes. But, um, he, um, he didn't, uh, he didn't allow for the tenacity of, uh,
0: Virginia Roberts. Shout out to the survivors, Virginia Roberts, Maria and Annie Farmer. Well done. Yeah. I mean, um, uh, and if uh, Maria Farmer
1: um, uh, you know we, we're, we're in pretty much constant touch. she emails me several times a week and sends me stories and stuff like that. She's a lovely lady, and um, a tremendously tenacious, determined woman and um, enormous amount of respect for her. And, and, and the, it just shows you, you know, that if you won't let go if you and, and uh, hello, ladies and gentlemen, current events, please. If if you will not um, allow yourself to be intimidated or um, uh, feel that well what's the point you you you're determined that you're going to 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 stand up for what you believe to be right you you can you can move uh, uh, mountains in the sense that you can achieve things that um, you never thought you could achieve I mean it's these women. That have thrown a spanner in the whole works because without these women, um, Epstein would still be running his ring, Uh, and uh, Ghislaine Maxwell would still be running it with him. But instead, um, you know, he's he's gone, and 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 she's in jail because of these women. And it's their tenacity. I think it's a lesson to everybody that if you if you say you believe in something, if you say that you believe. That an injustice has taken place then for God's sake don't let go until the justice is I- injustice is righted uh, and if 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 we had a world um, with the determination a population with the determination of these women then we wouldn't be in the world that we're in now for sure there'd be a lot of people um, in jail for the rest of their lives a lot of people will have uh, appeared before nuremberg trials and your gates's and all these other people would be um, obviously um, right up there, um,
2: uh,
1: having it happen to them, and instead uh, we've allowed um, we've allowed these uh, psychopaths to um, to impose their will on the world in a way that you know certainly in no human history has never been seen before globally, uh, and, and and you've got all these billions of people that just allow it to happen. When you've got this handful of this group of women who've actually, um, uh, put, put the whole, uh, uh, network of these people into a corner where they're now thinking, how do we get out of here? Uh, and it's, it's, um, it's, it's worth noting that the events since the turn of 2020 Uh, have been orchestrated by the same network that
0: controlled Epstein. So we recently interviewed Andrew Lowney, who is campaigning to get Lord Mountbatten's diaries published and revealed. Do you think there is a level of acceptance in royal circles for child abuse because of the precedent set by Lord Mountbatten? Oh, I think it's part of life. Satanism and... uh,
1: Pedophilia is part of life in the establishment. Um, you know, I know people made a lot of fun of me and, well, they have many times over the years. They're not laughing so much now, mind? Exactly. Um, when I was talking about the nature of the royal family and how they were into uh, Satanism and pedophilia, but they are. And when you uh, follow this global cult back, of which they are an expression, and one of the Last remaining um, expressions of the royal dictatorships that this cult used to run before. Um, when when you, you, you take this, this cult's history back to Babylon and, and uh, Sumer and the ancient world, uh, and follow it through history, through Rome and into Europe and the European empires, right to present day, uh, Satanism, what we call Satanism today. Um, human sacrifice, child sacrifice, child abuse, sexual abuse. It, it's, it's the cement almost that's held the whole structure together. So um, why wouldn't it be going on today in the same networks? Of course it is. And you see, Savile is, is staring you in the face. It's an unpleasant thing to think about, I must say. But he's staring you in the face in the sense that you have Lord Mountbatten, who uh, was a known paedophile. Of course, he was connected into the King Cora Boys Home in Belfast, along with Ted Heath, who I named as a paedophile seven years before he died. And he took no action because he didn't want to go to court on that, uh, uh, on that front. And it took 17 years after I named him. For um, an investigation to take place when people started coming forward. Of course, it was all covered up. Um, but you have Mountbatten, a known paedophile. And then you look who was it that invited Savile into the inner fold of the royal family? It was Mountbatten. And, you know, the thing with Savile is of course, he's a record breaking paedophile and uh, also a necrophiliac sex with dead bodies i mean these people are beyond sick that's why savile obviously volunteered to be a porter in leeds hospital so he could get access to the freaking mortuary uh you know i mean all the dots uh, connect in the end but that side of it was horrific and and some of it a reasonable amount of it has come out but the big area that's been obviously not come out and has been suppressed is that he was a procurer of children for the rich and famous. This why why was Savile, for goodness sake, protected all the way through this period? From from the nineteen sixties right through to, to when he died, what, twenty eleven?
2: The police obviously knew, right? It was obvious the police knew what was going on. Now,
1: if the police knew, the intelligence service knew, special branch uh, knew, and this man they knew was a paedophile and obviously they knew was procuring children for the rich and famous sits at the heart of the British royal family, and no one says a bloody word all this time. Now, I've seen documentaries um, about royal security over the years, here and there, and I've seen someone turn up in the crowd when the Queen's doing a walkabout, and the, and the intelligence services, the special branch, know who they are and know their background. And here we have this record-breaking paedophile and procurer of children for these psychopaths, and he's at the heart of the British royal family from the 60s through virtually to his death, with Prince Charles to his death, and no one says a bloody word. Now, they obviously the establishment knew what he was doing, but they let him sit there. Johnny,
0: Johnny Rotten knew.
2: Yeah, of course. Uh, 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 he's uh, talked about that. Uh, but, so, why
1: are the British royal family inviting through pedophile Mountbatten, this record-braiding pedophile as he became, and uh, this, this procurer of children,
2: why are they inviting him into the inner circle of their, of their bosom? Well, obviously, it's because of what he was doing. He wasn't invited
1: into the inner circle of the royal family despite what he was doing. He was invited because of what he was doing. And uh, what he was doing was uh, providing children. He provided children for Heath, uh, Ted Heath, the prime minister. And and then you start to look at all the connections um, going out from there. Uh, He was a close associate of Heath, uh, who was a paedophile, big time, more than that, Satanist. Um, The number of children that Heath killed just doesn't bear even contemplating. Uh, and, And then he was a close associate
2: of Margaret Thatcher and her husband, Dennis. Now, why? You see. Where did Savile come from? He, he, he was a,
1: a, a part of this new breed in the 60s, I remember him emerging, called disc jockeys. So, he played discs. Okay. So, that's going to get him into the royal family, isn't it? Right? <laughs> and then, as you go through his life to, to, to his death, like I say, in 2011, he's not even a disc jockey. He is a, an aging past disc jockey. He's gone through his, the, 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 his BBC career with Jim Will Fix It, which was a great title because Jim was always fixing it uh, for paedophiles and satanists. But at the end of his life, he had phenomenally expensive cars. He had about eight homes. Where's, where's the visible income in all these latter years when he's, um, he's passed his, his entertainment uh
2: peak in fact it's gone it's procuring children that's where the money came from so then you
1: you you look at uh, like i said that is close association with margaret thatcher whose, of course father it alfred roberts um in uh, grantham uh was an infamous um shall we say uh he had an infamous interest in young girls put it that way um
2: and if you remember when the, the 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 political paedophile story broke in terms of um
1: a, a, a Westminster network, paedophile network, where was it focused upon? Where did it come out of? Came out of the Thatcher government, came out of the Thatcher um cabinet people like Leon Britton and so on at the same time that she's a close associate of Saville and then you look at um who were two of the ch- well one absolutely the chief aide and Svengali of Thatcher um and and um the um the MP that was uh, a big um, um aide uh, to her over a, a whole career as party leader and prime minister the uh the mr bigs Bengali was uh, lord mccalpine who i named as a pedophile in the biggest secret which came out in ni- in uh, 1997 and then of course much later that story broke about um him being a pedophile and then that was covered up uh, and 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 kind of went away. He was he was a paedophile, um, Lord McAlpine, and he is the the big figure that was with Thatcher all the way through that period uh, at when she became party leader, and then through to when um, she was ousted. And the other guy who was an aide in the same uh, period was Peter Morrison mp for Chester who was a known pedophile uh and uh some newspapers um uh, tried to, uh, to to out him as such but threats of legal action always um stopped them uh, so y- <sighs> this record breaking pedophile and procurer of children travel is associate of of Thatcher claims to have you know spent many New Year's Eves with her and stuff like that. At the same time, she's overseeing a cabinet that is the center of this, this Westminster paedophile um, story. Uh, and her two big aides were both paedophiles. I mean, hello,
2: <laughs> over here. <laughs>
1: I mean, what? <laughs> and at the same time that's going on, Savile's
2: in there, in the inner bosom of the royal family. Uh, And um, what happened?
1: I mean, what happened to the questions? Excuse me. uh, Can I call you, Your Majesty? Is that all right, ma'am? Yes. Um, Why why are you having this paedophile in the uh, inner circle of your family since the 60s when he was introduced by a paedophile called Lord McBadden? To 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 uh, modern times. What? Why did you do that, Mom? Oh, Prince of Wales. Can I call you Prince of Wales? Um, why were you his, basically
2: a, a a close mate of his all these years? Uh, did Special Branch never have a word in one's ear? No. But then, when you know,
1: I the, the research I've done over the years. Um, the intelligence network is rife with pedophiles, the two. Uh, and um, so they all watch each other's backs. And um, because they know that other people's backs are ultimately their back. And uh, so Savile prospered and, and did his horrors without um, being caught or prosecuted. Because If he went down, they all went down. But, you know, they were safe with him because he wasn't doing that under duress. He was doing it because he wanted to do it because that was him. And so they were safe with him. They didn't have to worry about Jim. Jim will fix it. Uh, uh, And uh, so he went to, to the end of his life, unprosecuted for um, the horrors that he perpetrated and this is how the whole system works but like i said um the moment you become surplus to requirements or a danger to the ongoing agenda a a a, a way of stuff coming out you don't want to come out they'll just they'll just um they'll just cut you off and let you float away or um some, some, uh, something happens and you're no longer with us. You know, this is how it works. You're Epstein. Yeah. But the, the thing is that even today, Sean, um, these questions of the British Four family have to be asked. Okay. Some times pass, but so what? The same questions that have never been asked have to be asked. What was this record breaking paedophile doing in your inner sanctum? for decade after decade after being introduced by a known pedophile. Charles, you must have known what he was. Don't tell me you, you didn't know. This was the thing. Oh, no, no one told us. Oh, come on, man. So why were you his mate all along when you knew what he was doing? Same as, as you, you would ask the question of Gates. Why were you continuing to be a, a, a friend and associate of Epstein when he'd already been prosecuted for pedophilia? Because it's a web. It's a club. And paedophilia and Satanism are absolutely um the the cement that holds it together, not
0: least through blackmail. What role did Edwina Curry play in all of this? And what questions should she be asked?
2: Well, I mean Edwina Curry's um note in her
1: published diaries, I've got I've got the book at home. Uh, just shows
2: the callous disregard for um, the kids who are abused because
1: towards the end of the um, Thatcher Premiership, uh, she um, gave um, a, a role, a job, an official title to Peter Morrison Peter Morrison, who all knew, they all knew he was a paedophile, likes little boys, that's the kind of code they use.
2: Um, and, and Edwina Curry wrote in this diary um, of
1: hers that at the time it was happening, she published obviously later, that she was concerned... That Thatcher had given Morrison this role because um, he's
2: he's a known pedocast, as she put it. So, Miss Curry, you knew that Peter Morrison was a pedophile, and you said nothing,
1: and you did nothing, and you put it in your bloody diary that you are concerned that, that Thatcher's made a mistake and it could come back to bite them because of the known nature of Peter Morrison.
2: And then she says in the diary that um, the the chairman of the Conservative Party had asked Morrison um, about the paedophilia, and he'd promised to be discreet. So the chairman of the conservative party at the time knew that he was a pedophile and we're asked to believe that no one knew
1: about any of it. But it shows the cavalier almost commonplace nature of it.
2: Oh yeah, well
1: he's a, he's a pedophile, but then again, you know, loads of them are, you know, it's just part of the, you know, what actually isn't just part of it. Um, and the kids obviously have, um, a way down the list of priorities and it's still going on today and and if you know, notice when um the story eventually broke you know and i, I would, was talking to people about this back in the 1990s is why i was able to um to put it in the books uh, like the biggest secret in 1997 um when you uh you look at um the way they covered it up um they uh, first of all Uh, said we're going to have this inquiry because that that's the great thing when you want to cover something up have an inquiry and then you throw it down the street and when you get questioned on it you say oh well um no i can't say anything at this time because i don't want to preempt the outcome of the inquiry and so what they wanted to do was put as much time as possible between it coming out with your um your, your pedophile ring your westminster pedophile ring um uh, 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 so people forgot about it so what did they do they um appointed heads of the inquiry the first two as i recall that was so outrageous um that they knew that they would be challenged how could you appoint this person um and and uh was it what was the name butler 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 Ross, whatever her bloody name was, uh, the a judge, um, something like that. Uh and she um she was connected to um one of the people that was connected to um to Leon Britton when he was home secretary, and Leon Britton was part of the investigation. So it's well excuse me, she so so she stood down. What's happened? Time. And then they um they appoint someone else who um is a friend of the uh the Britain family. <laughs> what? More time. <laughs> and now mm. it's basically disappeared, hasn't it? Yes. I mean, we'll see where it, uh, how it ends up eventually. But um, it's, um, no one talks about it anymore. And that was, that was the, the idea of it. So we've had a pedophile, a record-breaking pedophile at the heart of the British royal family, at the heart of the British government.
0: And uh, the people involved have got away with it so far. I remember the story broke, and I was thinking, hold a minute, this is breaking news. David Icke wrote about this years ago in the last century, actually. <laughs> where, where, where have the media been? So, do you know anything about Savile's relationship with Peter Sutcliffe, the Yorkshire Ripper? Well, he he um Savile was
1: a um a deeply, deeply sick man
2: who had an obsession with death. Now, this cult, which operates globally,
1: is a death cult. It's obsessed with death. So you look at Satanism, it's obsessed with death, not life. It's not about life. It's about death. So this is why Savile was a necrophiliac. This is why he wanted to have sex with dead bodies. He was obsessed with death. And so with Sutcliffe, you've got a serial killer. And, uh, you know, these people, they operate, um, if we go into the esoteric, um, in a, a very low vibrational field. They, th- th- that's why they do what they do. It's a very distorted, low vibrational field. I mean, you, you, I could talk about this for a long time. Uh, I kind of understood a lot more about it now. Um, and so anywhere where you have this low vibrational energy, they will be attracted to. And this could be a place like a mortuary, or it could be a person who's associated with death. Um, and or it could be Broadmoor, the Broadmoor, um, obviously, mental institution where so many psychopathic killers end up. And, and one of the things that Savile did, of course, was get access to that place and, the, and, and basically the, the, run, the run of that place. Just as he, he talked about having the run of Kensington Palace and the, the run of Buckingham Palace, he had the run of Broadmoor. And and there you would have these uh, psychopaths that someone like Savile would have great connection to because he was a psychopath. So he, he he you can you can see why he would be attracted to people like Peter Sutcliffe because um, th- they're basically the same mentality and, and and if they're the same mentality, they're operating in the same frequency range, uh, and uh, and they and and and. The energy of death, the energy of suffering um, is, is, is within this band of frequency. So they're attracted to anything where you're dealing with death, you're dealing with suffering, you're dealing with torture, you'd, any of these things they're attracted to because this is their energy field. They don't want joy. They don't want love. They, this isn't, this is, that's not the realm they operate in. And uh, the whole establishment is basically, and certainly this global cult, is run by that mentality. This this is why, um, you know, Savile is is so relevant on so many levels, because when you see what has been done to global society since. Um, I'm trying to watch me words because I know you're trying to get this onto YouTube, and if I <laughs> if if I talk if I talk directly about it, then YouTube, uh, of course, who love me, um, will have it off in twenty seconds. Stephen already.
0: Gillen sent me the link. He was so happy. Look at my David Icke interview. So I clicked it. It was gone.
1: Yeah, <laughs> there, yeah. So the algorithm will be searching for this. Let's just say that um, current events and events since the turn of 2020. Are very relevant to Savile for this reason. Savile personified the empathy deleted, compassion deleted, soulless, heartless mentality um, of this global cult that is behind current events. And so when people say, and you still hear them say it, naivety unfortunately is a human disease that um th- people would never set out to impose upon human society uh, the horrors that has have happened in this period where businesses are destroyed livelihoods are destroyed people commit suicide in despair young kids commit suicide in despair um and uh and uh, people don't get treatment, people don't get uh, diagnosed and and die as a result. And uh, I've just been um, in the last uh, week um, uh, revealing a story about a drug called uh, Midazolam, um, which has been used to kill, literally kill, coldly calculatedly kill enormous numbers of old people, particularly in the spring of 2020, and that's what they called the first wave. It was actually murder. So when you say that,
2: uh, people say, they'd never do that. And I say to you, Jimmy Savile,
1: Peter Sutcliffe. The, this is the mentality that is driving the direction of human society and the transformation of human society, and uh, he, he I, I, I called him at the time, Savile, when the story broke, uh, 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 the gateway to the cesspit, because he is a gateway to the cesspit. He's he, he's he's a way in to see the scale of pure, undiluted evil that's behind world events, and he's a personification of it. So you can actually see when when you're saying. You know, what's, what's Bill Gates really like? Well, look at the mentality of Jimmy Savile. Do you think Jimmy Savile would give a, 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 a would give a damn about the impact on humanity in the last uh, 15 months? He'd love it, Savile. He'd get off on it. Well, that's the mentality that's behind it,
0: isn't it, Bill Gates? So you said then that Sava was a procurer, and our research has led us to believe that he was procuring kids from Kerr homes and vulnerable kids, including what's it called beach Croft? is it beechcroft james beach home, sorry beach home. Have you looked at uh, where he was sourcing the kids from at all what well, and how how vulnerable were these kids in that era
1: well well it, it's st- still in the era today um you see. It, it's, it, it's, it's quite a simple operation. Duncroft.
0: Duncroft. Oh, yeah, the girls, the girls. Sorry, home. yeah, I got it yeah. wrong. Not Beach Home. Duncroft Girls' School. Was girls' School, was yeah. Where, where, at, yeah, where
1: he was obviously involved. Yeah. It's, it's quite a simple structure when, when you basically are running the establishment um, and the decisions that are ultimately made. Okay, you want to procure children. So you control those locations where children gather. So you control residential uh, children's homes. You you control that school um, because, uh, like the the so-called um, care home in um, in Jersey, you you control um, where the kids are. You make s- sure. Um, representatives of your network uh, are running the homes so the the, the kids um are, are, are abused by the people running the homes the the homes that they control I'm not saying they control everyone and um and then they're also there to be farmed out to um the rich and famous and someone like savile would be a a, a mr Fixer that would orchestrate all this. And that's where, that's where his, um, his wealth came from. I mean, uh, he, um, he, he would have been paid a lot of money by some very, very rich people to, um, to provide the kids for them. Uh, and uh, they obviously considered him uh, extremely, um, extremely safe. And uh, he proved to be so because he never revealed it, of course. But, um, yeah, this, this whole children's uh, home, care home network is, is peppered with, uh, with um, people representing this cult. And, and what chance have the kids got? You know, you look at, you look at the vulnerable, um, like I've just said with this, this drug, midazolam, uh, during this uh, period, of uh, uh, 2020 to present time, um, certainly in that key period uh, in the early part of 2020 and beyond, right through 2020, basically, um, the, uh, the elderly um, in these homes and other situations were not allowed to have their family visit, right? So they, they, had, they'd ne- they had no one watching their back. And so anything could happen to them. And it did, to, to an enormous number of them, it did. They were taken out. Then you look at the kids in the care homes, who's watching their back? No one's watching their back uh, and and people are running the homes that um, I can say not all of them, but a, a goodly number um, that have anything but their back in mind uh, and, and so the kids had no chance who who this, this is one of the things that um uh, happened in um in these pedophile networks and um, satanic networks and mind control networks in America, like MK Ultra, the number of times when I've talked to, uh, to women and others, but, you know, a lot of women uh, who were um, abused in these networks,
2: uh, they were constantly told, who you're going to tell, who you're going to call. Because there's
1: no one. There's no one to call. We have complete control of you, and this is what happens with the kids. And uh, you can understand why when, when you meet them later, um, in life, that they are they're often broken people because of what's happened to them. I mean, it's 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 not just abusing them physically; it's dismantling their psyche. Um, and uh, this is why, you know, I I, I look at some people who have been through this and come out the other side like like the women in the epstein uh, situation like kathy o'brien uh who's um who came through mk ultra um and 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 they've come through it they've come through it okay uh, obviously there'll be vestiges of it but it's not broken them and, uh, so, um, you can come through it, but I, I do understand the, the psychological devastation of that happening, particularly at an early age in a situation where you, you just look around and you think, I've got no way out of here. There's no, there's no way I can, I can, I can get out of this. They have complete control of me. And that's the scale of mentality that's um, behind current events. And that's why,
0: uh, they would never do that. It's such a load of old crap. They'd at, love it. Look at the threats Maria Farmer got from Maxwell. You, you could easily be found dead at the side of the road, things like that. Okay, so, so with Saville, um, he was given a weekly lunch for the cops, and there's allegations that some of those cops at, at Saville's property were going into the back rooms with teenage girls. Was that a mechanism of you know, controlling the incoming complaints about him? Well, this is how it works, you see. Um, The the whole uh, uh,
1: system uh, of um, pedophilia and Satanism, but in terms of the the public arena, particularly pedophilia, is compromising people. You compromise people. What what was the Epstein network? What was that ring? It was a ring of compromising uh, famous people, influential people, people in politics, people in royalty. Um, So, um, you had control of them. So, you look at um, Epstein, he was quite blatantly an agent of Mossad, Israeli Mossad, Um, and uh, he, um, he had his main accomplice in Ghislaine Maxwell, who was quite blatantly an agent of Mossad. Uh, her father, Robert Maxwell. Oh, I actually interviewed once for the BBC. Oh, did you? I did. Yes. I, what was his presence like? I interviewed him. Uh, well, don't start me. I interviewed <laughs> him. What, what happened is, like, I, I, I was doing uh, a sport for the BBC at the time, and uh, he uh, bought a football club, Oxford United, right? So we, we did this. Uh, uh, feat. I think it was. I think it was on a program called Sports Night. They called it uh, then, a midweek program. And uh, we did this film on on, uh, Maxwell's ownership of the Oxford United. And uh, we obviously went to a game and all that stuff. Um, But part of it was to go to the Daily Mirror and interview him in his office. He has got to be one of the most deeply unpleasant pieces of work I've ever come across in my life. And I've come across a few. The way he talked to people around him, like his assistant and stuff, was utterly disgusting. And he was doing it in front of the crew. And, uh, you know, he was horrible. I mean, this man was a narcissist, an arrogant narcissist on a level that beggared belief. Now, why? Where was this narcissism coming from? Because here was another man in Robert Maxwell who thought he was untouchable. Because he was an agent of Mossad. And um, so he served um, Mossad in in many and various ways. Uh, Particularly, I go into this in the trigger. He was um, heavily involved in circulating and selling uh, a software program that allowed um, backdoor access to computer systems for Mossad uh etc and um but there came a time you remember his business empire started to fall and uh he was falling from grace and we go back to what i said earlier you know you serve them and you're beneficial to them you're gonna you're gonna do fine Uh, but you become um you become a problem they'll they'll get rid of you and uh, he died of course on his boat called the giz lane Um, when he, um, he was on the deck and ended up in the water and stuff and he died anyway. Uh, And of course, a Mossad agent, uh, later came out who was writing out of Canada, uh, wrote a couple of books about Mossad and how it works. Very, very good books. Uh, and, um, revealed that it was Mossad that killed him and they did it with divers, divers coming
2: up and, you know, he's out at sea. Well, gotcha. Um, uh, so, the coincidence of a Mossad agent like Epstein
1: having a, uh, a, a an absolutely as close as you can get uh, comrade and assistant in Ghislaine Maxwell, daughter of a Mossad agent, obviously Mossad was massively involved in that, and. Um, look at the people that Mossad compromised as a result of that ring. I mean, you know, Maria Farmer has um, has described to me and others, of course, have spoken publicly about it. There there were um, microphones and cameras all over these um, Epstein properties. So once you you were there and you partook, they had control of you. Uh, So, I mean, you know, when this network says jump, I'd take it Prince Andrew breaks the Olympic high jump record, you know, because <laughs> he's as compromised as they come. If they if they hang him out to dry and stop protecting him, then um, what impact is that going to have on the the reputation of the, the royal family who I think that when the Queen's gone, they want to bring down as
0: part of this great reset. So my new book's called Who Killed Epstein? And my theory was that the intelligence agencies are like the enforcement arm of the network. To take Epstein out on US soil, would this have to be an interagency thing between, for example, the CIA and the Mossad? Yes. Well, the thing is,
1: if you go deep enough in the, in the cult network, the CIA is Mossad. Mossad is the CIA, is British intelligence, is Canadian intelligence, is Australian intelligence. Um, I tell the story in um in the trigger of how a death cult emerged in the 1600s uh that was called sabbatianism uh was started around a guy called sabbatai zevi who claimed to be the jewish messiah Um, and what happened is that the he, he was operating in the ottoman empire uh, of an Islamic Ottoman Empire, and the Sultan basically said, um, "You either convert to Islam, or or it's good night, Vienna." Uh, so he converted, and although many of his followers, and they were massive for the time, um, were disillusioned, a lot of them converted, and they became known as the Donma, which means to turn. To turn to, to, be, to turn to Islam, but of course they didn't turn. They operated outwardly in an Islamic way, but they were, uh, they were Sabbateans, as they became known. And the Sabbateans were not actually followers of Judaism. They were followers of a death cult faith religion, that was in many ways an inversion of Judaism. So if Judaism had a fast day, on the same day, Sabbateanism would have a feast day, um, and everything was inverted. Uh, And then um, when uh, Zevi died, in the next century, along came a guy called Jacob Frank, who has been described by Jewish writers as one of the most evil men in Jewish history. And Jacob Frank claimed to be the reincarnation of Sabbatai Zevi and of the biblical patriarch Jacob. And he took Sabbateanism or Sabbatean Frankism as it became then to new depths of depravity. And the um, modus operandi, and they became brilliant at it, of um, Sabbateanism and Sabbatean uh, Frankism was infiltration. It was of being interlopers. So, in the same way that they appeared to convert to Islam but didn't really, they moved in on different cultures and different religions. One of the things that Frank targeted was the the Roman Catholic Church. And this this is how the, um, the modus operandi works you pose as followers of a religion or members of a culture or a nation, but y- 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 your motivation is not any of those things, it's, it's the death cult. Sabbateans, I'll call them, Sabbateanism. And what you do is under the front of the face that you're putting to the world, you, you control the positions of power. And the people think you're one of them. This is how it works. So they took over the Vatican, not they need to try very hard, because that goes back to Babylon, that does, um, the, uh, the Roman, Roman church. And one um, strand of the Sabbatean death cult um, became the Saudi Arabian royal family, the House of Saud. Uh, Wahhabism, the extreme um, expression of, um, of Islam, uh, was created by a Sabbatean I mean, this, this 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 is nothing to do with with Islam as a religion. This is this death cult that infiltrated it, and 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 who um, is the uh, the main base and funder of Wahhabism to this day, which expresses itself as as Islamic State and uh, Al Qaeda, Saudi Arabia, the Saudi Arabian royal family, they're Sabbateans. and since the um, emergence of this crown uh, prince. Um, uh, Mohammed Al uh, Salman in um, in um, Saudi Arabia, who basically runs the place now, uh, you've seen this, and, and with other Sabatian ruled um, Islamic, uh, uh, apparently Islamic states like the United Arab Emirates, you've seen how publicly they've come together with Israel. Well, that's just a public expression of what's been going all along. This is, for instance, why the Palestinians, like the kids in the care homes and like the uh, the uh, the elderly in the care homes um since the turn of 2020 have had absolutely no chance because um, they've had no one watching their back no one's watching the palestinians back from 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 the from this uh, from this point of view because they're sabbateans and what happened is the sabbateans were behind the creation of israel and and you know, this this information has come from to me from jewish sources right and in the trigger so all these people in, 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 um, in Israel, they think the government's representing them. They think Mossad's representing them. Shin Bet, the domestic intelligence agency, is representing them. No, no, no. No, it's controlled by the Sabbateans. And, and this is why, just very quickly, that um, in, uh, in 2020, um, some of the most vicious impositions um, in, um, in the
2: world as a result of uh, C have been in Israel uh, on, on Israelis. But
1: there's a, there's a chapter coming around to the, the, the question you asked. There's a chapter in um, the trigger called Atlantic Crossing. And it tells the story of how after the creation of Israel in 1948, um, they started to move in on America uh, big time. They'd moved in before, but I mean big time. And one of the things they did was, was sent key families to America so that their children would be born American. One of them uh, was Rahm Emanuel, who was the Svengali uh, to um, Barack Obama. Eventually then became the mayor of Chicago, where Obama came out of, of course. And um, you know, uh, Rahm Emanuel's uh, father uh, openly was a member of a, the, 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 uh, a terrorist group that bombed Israel into existence in 1948. So, because they're, they're, they were born as American citizens, uh, they were able to, um, you know, operate uh, as Americans and not people that have just, you know, uh, immigrated into into America. Um, and and the whole uh, uh, Sabatian um, uh, network moved in big time on America. And if you look um, in America today, there is this vast network. APAC is one of them the um the the one of the central organizations in this network um and, and and they 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 control massively vast parts uh sections of the American society and the American political system there was um a um former congresswoman called Cynthia McKinney um who went public what 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 happened is she she ran uh, for Congress in, uh, in Georgia and she was kind of r- running almost independently and she had to you know, raise money for her campaign. And she was approached by people who said, um, we're going to help you raise money. We're going to help you um, uh, fund your campaign. So she thought, well, this is great so it moved along and then she got a call i'm kind of concertina this now she got a call and said have you signed the pledge yet signed the pledge what pledge the pledge to israel that if you get voted in you will um you will basically uh, support the interests of israel and then she started to realize that everyone who runs runs for congress or everyone that, that um that gets into congress is asked to sign this pledge and the great majority of them do. And uh, they, um, the, this network, this Sabbatean network, which is vastly, almost without limit, wealthy, is one of the major funding arms of American politics, both parties. So they own the politicians. And do you remember, there was, it, was, it, was, it was so pathetic to watch a few years ago now, Netanyahu, um, as Prime Minister of Israel, went to speak to the to the Joint Houses of Congress, and it was it was something like a fifty odd minute speech, and um, the
2: the assembled uh, congressmen and senators stood to give a standing ovation
1: almost as many times as there were minutes in the speech and as i said at the time they must have had springs attached to their asses because the moment they hit the um the seat they were back up it was extraordinary right and and so it's like you know um he, he could have said anything Eeny meeny miny moe. Oh, right. That's what it was like, and that was testament to the financial control of American politics that this Sabbatean network has. Because, you know, uh, I mean, it, it, you've got a situation as we speak in uh, in uh, Israel where they're they're looking at Netanyahu, a Sabbatean, being um being replaced, um, uh, but the people replacing him are, are just different masks on the same face so in fact he, uh, uh, if it's possible even more extreme than netanyahu um so you, you know it's, it's one of the things that i i write about at a real length in the trigger is how 9-11 was pulled off by this this network so um The Mossad connection is unbelievable, the Sabbatean connection is staggering, and also involved was the Pentagon and the CIA, et cetera, and these other um, intelligence agencies. And you would think, well, that's Israeli, that's American, no, 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 they're Sabbatean. There are no borders. Um, That's for public consumption. So you, you had a, a, a combination of um, CIA involvement, um, military involvement, and it's all fiercely compartmentalized. of course. Most people in the military would have no idea. Uh, and, and massive Mossad involvement in the, um, in the bringing down of the towers, Do you which believe- led to what? Uh, exactly what uh, Israel wanted, Sabbateans wanted in the Middle East with the wars that followed.
0: Do you believe that they did take Epstein out down then or do you think as Lynn Wood said that Epstein could still be alive? I think I think um
1: uh, either of the above. Um you know it depends um, on Epstein's association with the, with the network really. Um if his association is extremely close they might not want uh, wanted to, to have taken him out if he's considered expendable they'd have taken him out but either way with the cameras not working and the two prats asleep in the in the back room you know i mean <laughs> i mean hello uh, it, uh, something went on to make sure he never appeared in court more no more important that the the women never appeared in court um but um either of the above uh, i i would say um because they do do both they, they do spirit people away um, to give them a new life, but
0: they also take them out. Depends how, what the relationship is, really. So I recently interviewed the former head of external threats for the Church of Scientology. I don't think I've ever asked for your thoughts on the Church of Scientology. Um, I once described religion as the
1: greatest form of mind control ever invented. Um because
2: um it's you see this cult to because in its in its inner core form
1: you probably get them into a single room uh, and it's manipulating billions of people now to do that you have to control the perceptions of the people, which means you're controlling the behavior of the people because behavior comes from perception. People meekly went under house arrest in the spring of 2020 because their perception was there was a deadly virus. It's, if, if, you, if you look at it, it's all perception equals behavior. And so if you want to control human society, which is just the amalgamation of human behavior, then you have to control human perception. So any any means to that will do, and religion is a a very good means to that. Not saying religion can't be a positive way of expressing spirituality for some, but basically, what is religion saying? It's saying this is the truth, and if you step outside of this perceived truth, then you are um, you're a blasphemer or whatever. You're you're outside. the the structure you're outside you're not one of us anymore and and so the christian religion has a a set of beliefs and if you go outside of those beliefs then then you're going outside of the of the the organization the belief system islam does judaism does you, you look at all of them they're, they're basically um just mind prisons in the sense that here and no they're all saying here and no further because if you go any further if you explore beyond the limits of what we say is the truth then you're not one of us anymore uh, and god won't like it and that they all claim um they all claim uh, ownership of god and so if you look at how religion works, it's like most things in the system,
2: uh,
1: they got, they've got different names, and so they appear different, but the structure's the same. So you say, um, so what are you? Oh, I'm a Christian. What does that mean? Well, it means I go to church, and uh, a, a man, usually a man, sometimes a woman these days, but mostly a man, in a frock, tells me what God wants me to do. Okay, and what will happen if I don't? Okay, and what are you? Well, I'm I'm, I'm a Muslim, so what does that mean? Well, it means that I go to the mosque, and this man um, tells me what God wants, what God wants of me, and what will happen if I don't do what he says. And what are you? Well, um, I follow Judaism. What does that mean? It means I go to the synagogue, and uh, a man tells me, what God wants, what he wants me to do, and what will happen if I don't. And you go through them all, and it's this blueprint, and it's about controlling perception. So you look at Scientology, and it's just another way of controlling perception. But you know more than that, with all the, the way they operate, it's also a, 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 a blackmailer's bloody, um, uh, uh, well, dream. <laughs> because you know you tell me your secrets and then i'll tell you if you don't do what i say i'll tell everyone else your secrets and that you know i mean this is this i mean you, you go back to the the skull and bones the skull and bones secret society um just next to the uh, campus of yale university which has produced uh, Father George Bush, which has produced Boy Boy uh, George Bush, which has produced uh, many, many people who were very influential in American society and government. And they they sit naked in a coffin, revealing their bloody secrets as part of their initiation. So everyone knows their bloody secrets. You know, it's, it, it's, it's the same blueprint. And you look at Epstein. Epstein, cameras, microphones. Now we know your secrets. In fact, we set them up. <laughs> now um, we could reveal them to other people, uh, but if you do what we say, maybe we won't. Uh, it, so you can see this this uh, um, this blueprint. So Scientology is kind of a it's a hybrid between the straight religion and the skull and bones. <laughs> um, I, I mean. You know, I mean, you know, even in the Roman, ch- Roman Catholic Church, you know, uh, uh, oh, welcome to confession, my child. <laughs> Tell me your secrets <laughs> so I'll get off on them while, oh, while, while, while giving you absolution. <laughs> it's mad, man. I'm not saying they all do that, by the way, but some of them, I bet some of them do. <laughs> when you see what you see, when you see what's going on. I mean, you know, we've just had this story break, uh, Sean about the 215 kids in
0: Canada that have been found, the bodies. I'm interviewing Kevin and Annette about that tomorrow. Yeah. Well, yeah.
1: well, yeah, of course, uh, Kevin, uh, rev- has revealed much about that in Canada. And, uh, also of course he comes out of the Roman church. So he, uh, the Roman Catholic church. So he knows all about that. And, uh, in terms of what, go, you know, what he's uncovered there, but the- then you have the queen story, of course, the queen and Prince Philip story from 1964. They visited that location, didn't they? Where the kids- Kamloops. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they 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 visited according to uh um a witness or at least one witness who's no longer with us by the way um and uh that uh they turned up they were given the kids were given new clothes for the first time in ages and 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 then i think it was 10 of them was not 10 of them uh 10 of the kids went off with the uh, the queen and prince philip never to be seen again now again y- you will um have people who because, you, 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 know, you know, one of the greatest forms of mind control, it's squeezing the sense of the possible. The more you squeeze the sense of the possible that people have, the more they'll dismiss what's happening outside their perceived sense of the possible because they can't believe it's possible. So, you say to people about, you know, the Queen and Prince Philip being involved in this shite. Um, which, frankly, is why they had Savile in the bosom of the family. I mean, please, hello. Uh, but most people would say, I can't compute that. I can't believe that because my sense of the possible won't allow me to encompass that as a possibility. But when you do the research, in fact, before, uh, before we, we had the chat today, I, I was rereading parts of a book. I'm, I'm probably a, 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 in many ways more proud of than any other I've written. Called the Perception Deception, uh, which was written about uh, twenty twenty twelve, something like that. Um, uh, In which I go into uh, all these aspects. I go into Savile and the British royal family's involvement in all this in great detail. Um, and you know, r- r- when you when you read the research, and I, I did, I remind writing myself of the of, of what I what I've written and the, some of the detail that I'd written because you write so much, and you know, um. Uh, the, the evidence is over-freaking-whelming that these people are involved in that. So so when um, a, a former a child that says he witnessed it um, describes these kids going off with the Queen and Prince Philip and never returning, um, it, 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 you it is within your uh, range of possibility because of all the information you've come across. Uh, and, you know... It's the it's it's the manufactured image of these people, which throws so many people off the scent. With they'd never do that. Oh, never. I, I've um, I've had people say to me, you know, I've met that Tony Blair. He was ever so nice. Oh, really? Well, tell the people of Iraq that, you know. Um, uh, so y- you can get a feeling about about people from the from the image that they have, and then you see what they're really like, and. It's very different, very, very different. I mean, Tony Blair. I rest my case again.
0: What do you think happened to these two hundred kids then? That they recently found the bodies of, and how did they get away with that? Well, you you basically uh,
1: control every aspect of what is necessary. Okay, so uh, you um, you control the home, the residential home, the the Roman Church uh, again was behind that um the royal family is an aspect of your network um you control law enforcement at the level that decides if any inquiry is going to take place and if any police officer um genuinely tenaciously wants to pursue the truth well you get rid of them very quickly like the investigating officer in the Jersey case, the investigating officer in the Dutro case in, um, in Belgium, you you make up some pathetic uh, reason to, to get them off the case, and then you put one of yours in, or, or at least someone who's malleable and will uh, not investigate properly. So you control all different aspects. You control doing it, and you control covering it up. I mean, 9-11 a classic. If people read the trigger, they'll see that the same networks not only um, uh, planned 9-11, not only owned the bloody towers um, and carried it out, not least by controlling the computer systems of, um, of the military and, uh, and government, um, but they also were the same networks that covered it up. They controlled they control the, uh, the Justice Department so that there was no justice. So and this is how it works. You cover all bases. Um, we want to do this, okay? So we have to control doing it or planning it. We have to control doing it, and then we have to control covering up that we've done it. it it's a, what do you find when you, you research this over a long period of time? You see the patterns. You see the modus operandi. They, they, they're re- repetitive. They're repetitive so uh when you um have um an inquiry into nine eleven you make sure that your uh guys are running it. the same guy that ran the um inquiry <laughs> the commission into what happened on nine eleven and produced a um uh, i mean a uh, a uh, 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 a document so full of mendacity. I mean, it was just, you know, I mean, you, you couldn't have had any more lies in it. He's, um, he's been appointed to, to head an inquiry into, um, into the COVID outbreak. I mean, you know, you can see the way they do it. Um, you just make sure that your guys have covered all bases and the rest of the world is on the outside. Franklin scandal. The, the, uh, he didn't, uh, he go down in a plane with his little son. Yep, yep. The, the the
2: the
1: he was a guy uh, who um, had the wherewithal to um, to expose Bill Clinton for a start, and 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 uh, and, and many others. Um, and, um, and 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 the plane went down. Uh, I mean, the worst thing you can do, and I've said this to people over the years: don't say you're going to reveal something; just freaking reveal it. <laughs> Because once you've revealed it, you have some um, protection. Because if anything happens to you, well, it's because he's revealed it. The worst thing you can you can do is to tell people that you're going to reveal it, not go public on it, but tell people around you you're going to reveal it. Because then you then something happens to you, and no one no no one puts puts the pieces together. Oh, it's just bit of tragic accident, you know. Just just don't 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 say you're going to do it. Do it, you know. And, and so many people, I mean, I, I, you know, I've come across people over the years um, who've um, said, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna do the other. And then, you know, they're taken out uh, in, in what seems to be a uh, a non-sinister situation, but they're no longer with us, you know,
0: just do it. You know? So you said the Catholic Church had a role in this disappearance of the kids in Canada. Well, let's look at the background to the Roman Church
1: um and and this is not a condemnation of everyone in the roman church it's certainly not a condemnation of everyone that follows uh and 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 worships through the roman church but look at its history um the roman church is the church of babylon relocated so if you go back to babylon what were they doing they were into child sacrifice uh, and all these things Uh, and so many people I've i've talked to over the years Um, who've been in you know witnessed some of this stuff have have talked about how babylonian rituals are so often carried out by these uh sick people today uh well why what why do they keep repeating these rituals because um well we'll get into it now but you see there's two worlds in the world that we live in um there's the world of the population and there's the world of the the global cult what the global cult i talk about that is a global network of secret societies with a central leadership which most people within the network don't know this central leadership oh i'm a i'm a freemason oh i mean people say and oh no we just go down the lodge and most of them do you know they're not you know, they might want to use it for, you know, get a bit of good business in the local town or stuff, but they don't know what the inner core is doing. But the inner core is, is, is basically um, uh, connects into the cult. And you've got these other secret societies that the core, their upper echelons lock into the cult. It's an interlocking leadership. But of course, the more people you allow to know that, the, the more chance there is of it coming out. So it's fiercely compartmentalized. I mean, when you're going up a, a secret society, you, you, you go to the next level of degree when that level decides that you are worthy of that level. And so safe people go up and people they can't be sure of don't. You know, this is why the vast majority of Freemasons are in the bottom three levels of degree, the blue degrees. Um, so you have um, this uh, network, um, this 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 cult. And the difference between the cult network and the general population is very simple it's knowledge the whole point of the cult is to uh, in the network and the compartmentalization is to pass through the generations uh knowledge that has to be kept out of the public arena because what they don't want the public to know and and basically there's there's two strands to this knowledge one obviously is the the new order of the ages uh now called the great reset it's where this cult was is been taking humanity to more and more centralization of power and destruction of freedom until there's total global control the card that was played at the turn of 2020 um but there's another level of it which is to keep the nature of reality itself from the population uh because the real I, w- I mean we haven't got time to go into it now maybe another day but uh, the reality that we're experiencing and the way we experience it is not the reality as it is for instance that's not solid that's not solid it appears to be it's actually holographic and 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 um the world that we think is around us is actually in here it's 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 like if you if you look at a computer and uh, it's Decoding information from a Wi Fi field. Uh, we look at the screen, but the information as decoded is all inside the computer. It's not external to the computer, it's inside the computer. And it's the same with the the, the brain, the brain body. Um, uh, this world is within us. We experience it as outside of us, but it's actually within us. Um, and so the way reality works and how we interact with it how it affects us and how we can affect that the public must not be allowed to know that because that gives them too much power to control and dictate their own reality what what they want to do is to keep that knowledge within the cult indeed the inner cause of the cult and what they want the public to believe is the world is external um that um There is empty space between us. That everything is solid and physical. And what does that tell you? That means everything's limited. You know, once you believe in a solid physical world, it becomes an I can't world and it's not possible world. But actually, the world is malleable. It's malleable in many ways and they know that. They just don't want us to know. So the foundation of this reality is actually wave waveform information fields. You think of Wi-Fi. In so many ways, the technological world of today mirrors technologically actually the reality that we're experiencing. So um, a computer takes uh, information that we cannot see, called Wi-Fi, and decodes it into a completely different form. We are taking information from a field of infinite possibility that we can't see, and we are turning that into the form of the world that we think we're experiencing. And so, the, the, what that means is that frequency becomes very, very important. You can manipulate the world through frequencies, and frequencies take many, many different forms. I'm talking now. And what I'm doing is I'm resonating frequencies with my vocal cords. And what's passing between us is a vibrating information field, a waveform information field. Your ears pick up that field in the form of sound waves, turns them into electrical signals, communicates them to the brain, which um, decodes them into a holographic um a sense of reality that we we experience as solid uh same with all the senses but we only taste when electrical signals from the tongue have been decoded by the brain we only feel pain when electrical signals from the point of banging your shin is decoded by your brain in fact there are um uh, pain relief um techniques now where they um they work on stopping that signal taking place because if it doesn't, your brain doesn't get the signal to decode, you don't say, "Ouch, you, you you're not in pain." so it's 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 all kind of um, illusory.
2: And the kind of perceptual state you're in, and the kind of emotional state you're in
1: broadcast different kinds of frequencies. Everything is frequency. So hatred is a, a, is a frequency. Anxiety is a frequency. Love and joy, I mean, they're low frequencies, but love, joy, they're high frequencies. Everything is frequency, which, which, um, which is what this world is basically founded on. So they worked out a long time ago how to manipulate the frequencies through these various rituals in various places. And, and once you've worked it out, why would you change it? Because the effect you're getting in your ritual is, um, is created by the way you conduct the ritual, which is, which is how you're manipulating vibration frequency. And so why would you change that if you want the same, you want the same outcome? You just continue it. And that's why e- even today they're doing the same rituals they did in Babylon because it's, it's the frequency that they're generating and uh, you, you know when you when you get down to this whole frequency
2: level of reality you realize well you realize many things but you realize what why are they making sacrifices to the gods uh, what,
1: what 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 are the gods got to do with with sacrificing someone why why do they um conduct these sacrificial rituals to elicit maximum terror from the victim? Well, on a so-called physical level, they do it because terror creates an adrenaline in the blood, which they then drink and they get high on it. But what have the gods got to do with this? Why um, do you have this theme through uh, history back into the ancient world of sacrificing young virgins, code for children, to the gods? Because the, the human body, the human decoding system can only decode into a visual reality a very, very laughably narrow band of frequency. And what that, um,
2: what that means is that we only decode frequencies that appear
1: to us as form, right? So, I'm looking at you and I'm looking at the camera and I'm seeing space between you. I'm not, I'm seeing empty space between you. But that's not because there's empty space between you and you and the other guys. It's because I can only decode, as we all can, that frequency band in which um, form uh, is involved. Between everything, if we could only see it, is a field of energy a field of consciousness that connects everything. This is, once you get into this, you can explain the entirety of the so-called paranormal, uh, telepathy, all of it, once you realize that everything's connected by this, um, by this field. And the, the rituals um, and the, um, the way they conduct them and where they conduct them is basically focused on controlling the the energy, the frequency of this field. So every time, I'm going to come to the gods in a sec. Um, Every time you have a thought or an emotion, depending on the nature of it, its frequency, you're broadcasting its frequency into the field and you're affecting the field, right? So if you have lots of love and joy, What's going into the field is high vibrational frequencies, which raise the frequency of the field. Hmm. Last thing this cult wants. (laughs) What they want is people in a state of fear, anxiety, depression, all these low vibrational emotional states, because they are then broadcasting that into the field and the field goes into a low vibrational state. And during, uh, through our connection to the field, it brings us even more into a low vibrational state. And that's where they want humanity in these low vibrational states, because we have, um, we have the potential to connect with enormous um, swathes of consciousness, well beyond the five senses and to bring that wisdom that insight that intuition into our perceptions that's the last thing this this cult wants it wants people absolutely locked and entrapped in the five senses um and therefore disconnected from expanded states of consciousness where you can see things see the five senses see exactly what i'm describing they see Individual form and empty space. So everything is apart from everything else. But when you go into a higher vibrational state, you realize that this field exists and that actually we're all one. And when you realize we're all one, it's it's much harder to create division to divide and rule. When you realize that ultimately we're all the same consciousness, just different expressions of it, different points of attention within it. They want us to separate and to see everything as separate now this is where so um social distancing house arrest fear of interaction feel of fear of connectedness that's all that's all part of this whole process of of pushing people apart so control of this field is fundamental to what's happening because you start to get influenced by the field if the field is in a low vibrational state you're interacting with it all the time even though you don't realize it's going to bring you into the same vibrational state and uh so if we go back to the gods because we can only see a very narrow band of frequency um we can't see the overwhelmingly infinitesimal uh, or an infinitesimal part of the infinite field we can only we can we can see it's it's called visible light and it is so narrow it's insane really <clears throat> so we're only seeing a band of frequency beyond that band of frequency are other entities that ultimately control the cult within human society <coughs> and that's where it's all coming from so these entities they um they feed off the frequencies that humans are putting out. You remember in the, uh, in the Matrix, where the Morpheus holds up the battery and says they, the machines have turned us in, into these? Well, that's what we've been turned into. These entities operate at a very low level of frequency, and you can only absorb the frequency that corresponds with your own. Otherwise, like radio stations, you know, you share the same space, but you never connect. Uh, And so for these low vibrational entities, hence they do what they do, to absorb human energy, it has to be within their frequency band. So this is why another reason they want us in these low states of frequency, because these entities are feeding off us. And if you look into any culture around the world, you'll see that they, they call these entities different names, but the basic same story they tell about these entities is the same so when you're doing a ritual and you get the the victim into states of terror that's a very powerful but very low frequency that they are emitting and these entities are feeding off it they're feeding off the terror that's
0: coming off the off the victim, like Savile swallowing the souls of his victims. Yeah,
1: that, I mean, you know, Savile's obs- obsession with death um, again is the personification of what I'm talking about. So, the more terror that you can get the victim into, the more of this energy, this powerful t- e- energy of terror, is coming off them, and the more that that these entities are absor- absorbing it. So, while you've got the ritual going um in in say this physical world and they're doing this stuff and they're drinking the blood in that in that uh, um environment you've got these entities um, outside of human sight which means you know basically um everything's outside of human sight virtually um, and they're feeding off this and then at the moment of the sacrifice death is a frequency and 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 it's part of what they what they feed off. This is why they're obsessed with death, necrophilia, with, with Savile, Why they do their satanic rituals in churchyards among the graves and 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 what have you. So when you when you take this uh, ritual theme, and you you see this the sacrifice ritual um, of an individual. Okay, now. Now take it on to another level. What's a war? It's like what, a mass sacrifice. What's a famine? What's a world war? These are um, mass death blood rituals. Um, and what's going on now um, is all part of that. What what we're what we're experiencing now is a, is a global uh death ritual um involving these um these jabs and involving what's been done to so many people in in the period uh that we're talking about in terms of the elderly and um and people not getting treatment and stuff like that it, it it's all part of this this blood ritual and it it's meant to go into more extreme uh levels which is why people we've got to get our fingers out and 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 stop stop cooperating with this uh, but um to them everything's a ritual so then you come to the obsession this cult has with symbolism
2: right uh, they they have
1: a whole language of symbols and, and this is for, um, for two reasons. One, or two main reasons. One, uh, symbols, symbolism is the language of the subconscious. So if, if almost every dream that people have is not literal, it's symbolic, because it, symbolism is the language of the subconscious, and it's the subconscious that this cult is after. Because if it can get into your subconscious, that will filter through to your conscious mind. And at that point, you think you've had your own um, instincts, your own thoughts, your own decisions. But actually, they've been put at the subconscious level. Um, And uh, so that's part of symbolism. It, 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 It speaks to the subconscious. And the amount the conscious mind takes in of the information it's receiving second by second is absolutely fractional. That the conscious mind is aware of. Subconscious mind just takes it all in, all of it. So you can have symbols around you which the conscious mind does not acknowledge, but it its effect has gone in and, and affected you. I mean, this is why they, they're using symbolism all the time in things like advertisements. Um and in fact, you know, when you um consciously acknowledge something, you actually stop its effect. I've used this a number of times in the books. It's it's phenomenal. I I, I was using it on some people the other day. Um, there's a if if you if you look at a, a picture, and there's a subliminal image in it, right? And people look at it, and you say, "Can you see the subliminal image?" They say, oh, "No, mate, can't see that. No, can't see anything." Then you point it out, and every time, not you know here and there every time when anyone looks at that picture again the subliminal image is the first thing they see why because it's been taken out of the subconscious put in the conscious mind the conscious mind is aware of it its impact ceases to um to, to to happen so this language of symbolism is very very um uh important to um to this cult the way it works the other thing is that in the way that consciousness works what something represents and has been created to represent generates the frequency of what it represents so you know you have um, the pyramid and all-seeing eye that represents human control. It, 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 and, and, and it generates the because it represents it, it's generating the frequency of human control, um, which explains why and I, I, you know I've, I've seen amazing um, montage compilations of the number of times that the pyramid and the eye appear in children's cartoons. It is insane. number of times you see him on the
0: internet some of the um montages our first podcast i remember i wore a pyramid with an eye t-shirt and people mustn't have understood english sarcasm because i'm getting all these comments saying he's a shit. look at his t-shirt what's he doing Oh, we we, we all get that crap (laughs) i was walking i was i was one on one of the
1: london marches recently uh you know against the 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 lockdowns and for freedom and, and people were wonderful. They were fantastic. Uh, that's su- such a love, lovely people. That's a lovely energy. I mean, a totally different consciousness that you find among those that have bought it. But this one lad, he's quite quite young lad. He came up to me. He said, "We know you're a Satanist, right?" <laughs> <laughs> and I'm looking at him. Well, that's the first time I've noticed it. You're, you know what I mean? And you you wonder where it's coming from. And and you you kind of. Um, you spend thirty years uh um taking shit to get this stuff out uh, what what you've said is planned turns out to be true, and then people say he he's controlled opposition <laughs> right I mean, I mean you know i mean you wonder sometimes mm. i mean i i can um I can understand why people that just get their information from from the mainstream uh why they bought this crap uh, and therefore their behavior has followed. Uh, what the cult wants but people who claim to be in any way enlightened some of them some of them you wonder i mean it's i mean it's even worse when you know a bit and 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 you come out with this absolute garbage you know i tell you a quick story about, about, about this years ago i've been in three masonic temples in my life <laughs> right one was bizarre um well they were all bizarre really but one of them was in birmingham right so there's this new age in those days that's the only people i i could speak with it was their new age right so they had this new age festival at this um at this place and uh, you know i was driven there I didn't know where it was we go in and um i, I walk in the door and i realize there's no freaking windows right i so said what's going on i thought oh, it's a masonic lodge right they this lodge has hired, hired the the place out for this um uh this new age th- festival In fact, there was a guy who had a, a stall there called Ron Saunders. I interviewed Ron Saunders a long time before for the BBC because Ron Saunders was the manager of Aston Villa Football Club when they won the European Cup, so I kind of knew him from those days and and there he was he he he'd found spirituality right so he, he was there as well um and there's a lot of people there and and I did a speech in this big <laughs> this big Masonic, uh frickin area this this you know like the biggest part of it and instead of having the um the black and white like you know floor with the tiles and stuff it was a black and white carpet you know so I, and i'm standing there there's one or two freemasons just turning up there they're on the balcony and i'm talking about the way that secret societies are manipulating human society in in the freemasonic lodge. It was freaking bizarre anyway what one of the things we did because i wanted to look around it is where you know when we had found a time we could we could slip down we slipped down in uh, in in to some of the they were quite small actually uh uh some of the, the 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 lodges so i could see you know what 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 they looked like and then um the the other one was 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 down the road from where i live it's called ride lodge and you remember there was a big furore quite a few years ago now about um you know freemasonry and all this stuff and it was the it was based around the Mother Lodge in Great Queen Street in London. And, oh, no, we're, we're, we're cuddly. We are. Um, <laughs> so, so as part of this we're cuddly, they had an open day at this lodge. And I, I went in, and I, talked, I was talking to some of them. And you know what struck me that day um, was um, how little the rank and file knew about any of it. You know i thought i'm gonna i'm gonna find out you know how deep this goes in terms of understanding it and i was saying what does that symbol mean that one and it would it would be a you know classic kind of um symbol that you see in freemasonic uh um uh, you know symbolism and he said i don't know he said it's um the origin has been lost in antiquity you know so you you, you know you don't have to go very far down the freemasons before you find um people who know nothing really about the real stuff it's all um compartmentalized and they, they actually become the, the almost like the shield for the inner core anyway going back to this uh, other story the third freemasonic lodge i've ever been into was um in boston i was talking in boston and um boston 's a big Freemasonic place, right, and they have this big fricking uh, um, lodge so i thought well i 've gone have a look at it right and i 'm looking on the outside and stuff and i 'm with a little group of people, and the door was open and this this really was bizarre because I walked in or we walked in, and there 's nobody there, so we kept walking and we 're looking in the, the like the the glass um, display areas and there was a picture of walt disney and stuff like that um so no one came so we kept walking walked up the stairs the only person we met in the entire time was bloke was doing some building work place was freaking empty so i thought well this is fun so we go in this (laughs) we go in this um in this kind of lodge this temple it's quite big and you've got all the classics with the two Pillars of you know, of uh, Freemasonry and stuff, and they they had the chair, the worship the oh, worship master's chair, I suppose, to call it. And I thought this would be great, so I went and sat in it. Give it that. and Somebody took a picture. It was it was hilarious, right? And so, what I then started doing was using this in in, in the talks around the world, and I would I would I would tell the story, and then I, then I, I'd put the picture up of me me in the chair like that, <laughs> right? And it always always got a good <laughs> laugh. Because it was kind of you know, bizarre that you'd actually get in anyway uh, what what, what i 'm seeing that or what i 'm being told is that um people are using that saying "Ike's a freemason, of course, yeah. you know what I mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and it's like <sighs> you think you're fricking awake. <laughs> You think you you you, you 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 think you're not a sheeple as you as you call everybody else. It's insane, isn't it? But that, but you know, I mean,
0: I, I've been called worse. I suppose you know. I've just got two questions left. Then first one is your thoughts on the Meghan and Harry opera interview. Well, I mean, she's she's a professional narcissist.
1: Who saw the main chance, didn't she? I mean, the idea. Oh, well, I, I had this, had this blind date with Harry. I didn't know much about him. <laughs> oh, come on, never queued all the royal family. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's ridiculous, of course it is. Um, but um, you know, she is being used. Um, how much she knows, I don't know. But she's certainly being used, and he's being used in, in undermining the royal family. You know what I mean? I mean, it's. Um, it's it's like almost like the enemy within is 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 card is being played um so um I, I said in one of the books i think it was the answer that um i think that they they were going to be used and earn an enormous amount of money uh being used by the cult however much they know or don't know as um as a a real symbol of the woke agenda because the woke agenda with all its political correctness and um, identity politics and racial division, because wokeness is incredibly racist. Um, that, that was created and is funded by, by the cult. This is why billionaires and billionaire corporations um, fund uh, Black Lives Matter to the tune of the best part of $100 million. It's because they want the racial division. They, 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 they want the divide and rule. And uh, so it's um, they're playing a, a, a part in selling the woke agenda, and also firing the missiles at the, the, the royal family. And um, so it's um, I don't think that's by accident or by chance. Um, it's all coming together in this same period. When I, as I say, I think not before the Queen goes, but when the Queen goes, I think they'll they'll want to wrap that up pretty quick. Uh, Not necessarily that the royal family will disappear, but it 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 it's it's its role in society uh, and the structure of society
0: will fundamentally will fundamentally change and die out. What would you say to someone who's unsure about the existence of UFOs? Do you think there will be contact with aliens in the future? Well, um, the
1: idea. Well, let's just take this. If you if you take the Um, projected size of the universe by mainstream science. Take that. I mean, it's it's almost, you know, everything will be vastly bigger than they would claim, but just take their projected size of the universe. By contrast, planet Earth is the equivalent of a billionth of a pinhead, right? So... (laughs) I do think there's other life other than humans, funnily enough. I was always going to say intelligent life, but after the last year, I, I just wonder how much intelligent life there is here, really. But um, so the fact that, that there is other life out there is, is obviously a gimme. Please. But we've got to be very careful. It's like I, you know, when we were talking earlier about the Epstein thing, and it, you, 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 you've, got to, you've got to stay light on your feet. And 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 look at these different possibilities and outcomes based on what this cult wants. And back in the nineties, I was writing about a project called um, Bluebeam, an American intelligence project called Bluebeam, military intelligence project, which was to fake um, part of it was to fake an alien invasion to. Well, one of the things you could do, there's many ways you could manipulate that, but one of the things you could do is justify centralization of power to meet the threat. Um, it, there's other ways you could use that too. But anyway, it, 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 it creates a situation which is, which is has great potential for global manipulation. And I remember um, later seeing the um, story Of a lady who um, was uh, the assistant of Werner von Braun. And Werner von Braun um, was a Nazi scientist who um, was a a designer of the V 2 rockets that were fired at London. And towards the end of the war, because the cult has no borders,
2: uh,
1: a very, very large number of Nazi scientists, mind controllers, including Joseph Mengele, the angel of death in the concentration camps, and uh, experts and engineers in many and various fields, they were spirited out of Germany to America under something called um, Project Paperclip or Operation Paperclip. And it was they that set up NASA, which of course changed the S to a Z, and that's kind of appropriate. Um and so Werner von Braun was one of the central figures in the moon program. He was a designer of the uh, Saturn V rockets that uh, powered the craft. Anyway, when he found he was dying, um he said to this assistant, American assistant, that she could expect a series of things to happen. Um and all of them would be fakes um, sh- he talked about terrorism uh, would be played that wouldn't be what it seemed to be that there would be countries of concern so you look at your Iraqs and you look at your syrias and uh, and uh, how the demonization of them uh, has um, has led to things that the cult wanted to happen uh and there was a number of things um uh, including um asteroids threats from asteroids you see that that's being talked about more and more now and and he said the last of them there was a few he said the last of them would be a fake alien invasion and this and that all these things would not be real they'd be manufactured and then i remember I traveled America extensively in the 1990s talking to nobody by the way
0: um but I, I, I heard you on coast to coast
1: yeah <laughs> I, I met I met an enormous number of people it it was a fantastic period very challenging period because um you know um I spoke to five people in a front room in in New England once you know and I thought that's a good night um <laughs> it was just I mean it you know but but it, it it was necessary but what what I did was met a lot of people and met a lot of whistleblowers uh, a lot of people, a lot of insiders and stuff like that. And th- a big theme of those people at the time was UFOs. Uh, and the fact that the American military had UFOs, w- w- UFOs, what we call flying saucers, anti gravity craft,
2: they had them. And again, you know, we go back to something I was talking about earlier about the one of the great.
1: Ways to manipulate people is to squeeze their sense of the possible. Um, and
2: so, in that sense, if you have advanced craft,
1: but you, the public don't know you have advanced craft, when you start flying them around, people immediately think other oh, world alien. We're well, not necessarily so. And again, you know, if we're going to be streetwise, we've got to realize that the truth and reality is very rarely black and white. It's always a shade of gray. It's it's finding the shade of gray that's a trick. Um, and so, are humans uh, the only uh, life um, in the universe? Of course not. That would be daft. But, um do the inner core of of the american military for instance and it will it will be the same in others i'm sure um some others, the major ones do they have um craft that will be perceived as um a, as alien craft yeah they do um and you know pe- people insiders were talking about this to me and talking to other people in the 90s that these craft existed um and you know these underground bases um they go down such a long way and the as you go down the base you need greater and greater security clearances the lower you go and so it's in, again it's fantastically compartmentalized most people working on these bases have no idea what's going on at the lower levels and and some amazing things are, are, are happening and um so first of all they have these craft but then again so-called aliens have these craft, and you know there's a lot of um, a lot of information that I came across that actually there there has been a technological transfer between some alien groups and um, and, and and the human elite. What I would call the the cult, uh, and the cult is at the inner core of the military. Most of the military won't know this. So pilots will be flying around and they'll see, they'll see these craft and, and they'll think, well, we can't explain them. We don't have them. Well, actually, actually, I think you might. Um, and then all the way through the 90s, while I was, um, I was you know, getting this information from various people, it was all government pushback. It was all government, military, intelligence pushback. Oh no! There's no evidence of aliens, and you know, oh, little green. maybe believes in little green men and all this stuff, right? Um, and now look at the change. Suddenly, and you know, it's always been a red flag to me when when something comes out of nowhere and is is um, suddenly everywhere. It's the agenda. Someone's pressed a button on the next stage, and so suddenly, instead of pushing back little green men. They started releasing um, footage from uh, pilots, military pilots, of these craft doing things that technology we know about can't do. Now, they, they might be, quote, alien, or they might not, but they're, they're releasing it. Uh, and, um, and now, as we speak in, um, in June 2021, before the end of this month, Uh, They say that the the American military say they are are going to release a document detailing what they know about um, uh, UFOs and unexplained flying objects, et cetera, um, to the the public. And suddenly the media is picking it up. There was a 60 minutes documentary on what these craft are. And suddenly from little green men load of rubbish, it's like, oh, no, 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 yeah, yeah. So um, there's something going on, and I think we need to be very, very careful about the way this could be manipulated to give us the, uh, either the impression that there's a, an, an alien invasion or that, oh, no, well, these, these aliens, they might be able to help us out. Because this is the truth. The aliens are not coming. They're already here and have been here all along. You know, I've talked about it many times over the years and written about it and been called mad for doing so, but this is the point. Behind this cult is a non-human force, and it takes um, the form that I described earlier, w- of the, these, quote, gods, as they're called, absorbing these energies, but also takes one expression of it is, is aliens in, in, in physical form. And, uh, and so uh, the, the idea that the, the aliens are coming is nonsense because it's, they've been here all along. And in the end, it's, it's in this non-human arena um, that you find the ultimate um, point of control that plays out in the human world through this cult um, to um, what? take control of human society and you look at what's going on the whole thing oh i might trouble youtube now um
2: and it's all anti-human you have a situation where um, not only do they
1: want to stop the production of carbon dioxide people like gates want to use technology to suck it out of the atmosphere. Uh, Carbon dioxide is the gas of life. Without it, we'd all be dead. It's the oxygen of the natural world. Our food supply depends upon it. And we uh, apparently, uh, uh, the last time I saw, uh, have about 413, 419 parts per million of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. You talk to the experts in carbon dioxide, and they say actually, it's not that we have too much; we don't have enough. The optimum for plant growth is about two thousand parts per million. And people might ask themselves, "Oh, it's global warming. Why um, growers using greenhouses put extra carbon dioxide in there because of the plant growth?" And if um, carbon dioxide drops, anywhere close to 150 parts per million, then the natural world starts to die. And we, we go with it. And um, it was going that way. It was going that way until the industrial era started unlocking carbon dioxide uh, in the form of fossil fuels. And uh, the amount of um, CO2 in the atmosphere increased. So taking carbon dioxide out of circulation is anti-human. Um, Then you look at what they uh, are are doing, are doing and not just planning to do with a human body, and that's to infuse it with synthetic material that changed its biological nature to a synthetic biological nature. That's anti-human. You look at the openly discussed, um, openly revealed plan to connect the human brain to artificial intelligence. That's Uh, anti-human. They're actually saying openly they want to replace human thinking with artificial intelligence thinking that's anti-human that is destroying human and what they say is um oh it it will make us like the gods um we'll be um you know we, we, our, our potential will fantastically increase yeah but the human's gone it won't make us um you know um <sighs> Beyond human in a, in a positive way, it will make us post-human. Uh, the, the human mind and human interaction and human perception as we've come to know it will be gone. It will be whatever artificial intelligence dictates our perceptions are. That's anti-human. And if you, um, if you go down the list, this cult has a completely anti-human agenda. Why? Because ultimately it's not human. That's why. We're, we're looking at a, a takeover of of the human world by a non human force. That's what that's what we're looking at. I mean Klaus Schwab. I mean um if he's human then I'm an igloo
0: really. I mean <laughs> I mean look at him. David, you've been very generous with your time. We've gone over um what what we agreed. Should we go to the pub? Do you want to go back? We can have some snacks. <laughs> well I don't man well, I'm driving so that's yeah we can do if you like. All right so please let us know. What's your thought about this video today? Absolutely mind-blowing that we've been able to encompass so much, uh, especially pertaining to recent developments and royal family developments, and far more uh, in-depth on the Savile case as well. Which I know there's endless fascination out there with. Also, do not forget, we got my answer, I got my latest one, and. David has just sent off to the print shop perceptions of a renegade mind. You can find his work on the iconic platform. And I'm hoping to do some collaboration with Gareth, his son, one of his sons here soon as well. So I urge people to go over and support David's work. He's been so generous with his time, time after time. Is there anything you'd like to say to the people watching? Yeah, well, just one final thing. Um, A renegade mind,
1: what is a renegade mind? Well, it's beyond a critical thinking mind. A renegade mind looks at the world differently, reaches perceptions about what's happening, and then doesn't cooperate with its own enslavement. And I'll give you just a quick example. You may have come across this. During the COVID era, um, a guy called Peter Hitchens, who is a Daily Mail columnist, longstanding, he has um, pushed back on the, um, the, the lockdown measures and the restrictions. Very, very good. And then in, um, when the fake vaccines were rolled out, he announced in a column one day that he'd had it, right? And he said he'd add it he didn't really want it, but he'd add it because he wanted to go and visit family members abroad and th- th- these uh vaccine passports were obviously coming in um to uh, you, that you needed a, 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 a vaccine to to get to get uh, on a plane et cetera and, and, and so he'd add it for that reason now peter Hitchens has a questioning mind he has a a mind that critically thinks but he doesn't have a renegade mind (laughs) see a renegade mind is is a step beyond that um when you're faced with something that um you know is wrong you know is designed for control and and you know is fascistic imposition and they say unless you submit to it you can't fly a renegade mind's reply is well i won't freaking fly then (laughs) Uh, a renegade mind is not one that just sees the situation of fascism and control it under no circumstances will cooperate with it or submit to it and um the world is in desperate need as we speak of renegade minds.
0: Fantastic, powerful way to end this. Let's get Joe's microphones out of the way so me and David can have a hug about breaking the equipment. We always like to finish on a note of love, don't we, David? Okay. Yeah, yeah, brilliant.
2: Thanks very much. Really appreciate it. Social, yeah. The social distancing of a renegade mind.